3: Follow the, money. follow the money. That's what I always
4: say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah.
2: This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and
3: Polly
5: Howard on Vsin. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v The Sports Betting Network. This show is brought to you by DraftKings here early on a Monday morning. Good to be back from the weekend. We have a loaded show coming up for you over the next three hours. A lot of college basketball on the docket, including two really good guests. Dallin Cuff from ESPN and also Jay Billis. We'll join us a little bit later on today in the program we'll hit a bunch of nba some nba free agency landing spots with odds that are available to bet on as well do you concur a little bit later on uh as well mitch and paul here with you how are you feeling today a little bit better yeah thank you over the weekend a lot of orange yeah.
4: juice a lot of liquids got you feeling a little bit better now thanks for the final hour friday great paul stone running on the achilles and uh running through texas yeah good stuff uh, good to be back I didn't want to be right about this and I know it's unfortunate that this will be the time where everyone's talking about the same topic but I've been telling you for seven years this court storming is stupid and it's got to go away and I know you love the sport but it's just it's nauseating to watch and maybe it, it the fact that it, it's a Duke player that it affects is big and helps but I can't wait to hear what Jay Billis says on this. Well,
5: certainly that's going to be a reason why it's going to factor into this, right? Like if it was a player from St. Mary's, would it be
4: would it be getting the national narrative no. that it has right now? No. It helps. It was Duke and everyone saw it. Yeah. It's an addiction. It's it's stupid. Why, and then most of these fans are hopped up on something, probably drunk. And then why are you running full speed? Where are you going? Just so you can get to center court? Mm. I'm torn on it. I really
5: don't have a strong opinion. I mean, what part of me says it's silly and it's completely unnecessary? And wh- yeah, what is the point in a regular season game to go out there and uh, you know try to mob each other? The other part of me is like they're college kids, let them have some fun. I don't really care. I'm not going to get fired up about it. But this is what's going to happen to bring on some change for court storming, and it happens all the time in college basketball across the regular season. It, I mean, it just it's if it wasn't on TV originally, it never would happen. That's my big deal, right? Is that mm-hmm. it just if, if if this was never shown originally, and if people would not showcase this on TV every time it happened, then we would never have the daily. It seems like daily court storming across college basketball.
4: No one belongs on the floor, though. They don't. You don't belong on the floor, right? You know, you want to blame security. That's one thing. And certainly, Wake Forest dropped the ball because you knew this was going to happen. It was your first sellout since oh7 Then last the sellout before that was Duke. But it's, you, I don't care how many security guys you get, you can't stop all those people coming in uh, and, and you finally had a significant injury. Imagine if this and we, is like big enough well, for
5: Filipowski not the same guy the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, Imagine you have future tickets on Duke, uh, whatever. I mean, what, you might yeah. be a big fan, you might have bets on this team, whatever, and all of a sudden their best player is hurt like this in a fluky fashion at the end of the game on something that probably should not be happening.
4: I'd be outraged. In 2004, someone was almost paralyzed. In a New Mexico State game, there was a brawl, and uh, a, a player punched a student. It's like, how many times does this have to go on before you say, you know what, really, we should do something, right? And, and you, I, I said for seven years, someone seriously is going to get injured. And here, I don't know if it's going to cost them their season, Uh, Certainly, if you look at the overhead angle, it appears he sticks his leg out on the first wake player. But then the uh, fan, excuse me. But then the second wake fan, if you noticed, is trying to push him in the back at the same time. Mm -hmm. What's going on? And then you know you also have the girlfriend helping him through the tunnel, which I've never seen before watching basketball and sports, where the girlfriend's helping him out and trying to and taking him all the way back to the tunnel. So it's just, uh, it was a total debacle.
5: Yeah, this was uh, much earlier in the year. Purdue head coach, this is pretty alarming when you hear some of his words here. This is Matt Painter talking about court storming.
2: So we got to do something about the court storms, guys. I don't know why institutions aren't ready for it. Like, what did you think was going to happen if they won? Like, spread the word. Spread the word before somebody gets hurt. You know, a student from Nebraska should be able to storm the court, right? Like, we're cool. Like, just, like, get ready for it. That's what you're going to do. So, like, we're, we're struggling in our conference with that. We got – we have a – our freshman, sophomore, and juniors have never lost a road game without a court storm.
5: Think about that. That is incredible. Yes. And it's Purdue we're talking about. Yes, a one seed. They're highly rated every single year. But it's – this is like Allen Iverson, right? We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about Purdue, man. Mm-hmm. The freshmen, sophomores, juniors have never lost a game on the road in conference play without a court storming. That's absurd beyond belief. That is. I never realized that. I never would have bet. I How? So how many times does that happened then? Enough. More than enough.
4: Yep. Yep. And you, 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 what happened here? What happened with Caitlin Clark? College basketball is becoming hockey where the only time the NHL leads your show is when something stupid happens or there's an unfortunate accident or incident. Like I'm a Larchuk, a Zednik, or a McSorley doing something stupid with a sure. stick. And that's the the point now where... We only talk about March Madness when we lead the show. If something, ba- unless it's March Madness, we only lead with college hoops if something absurd happens, and that's what happened Saturday. And and I mean, who's going to make the change? The NC2A, the conferences. I, I, how about a tournament ban? How about you have to forfeit the game? That's some of the stuff that's been kicked around. I think but this... I, I think enough's enough. And and uh, I'm not. This isn't directed at you. But as far as this, let the kids have fun stuff. I mean, I cut. I I just. This, this, some of this stuff is laughable, what you're, see, what you're hearing and, and, and other people are saying, though. Um, I feel like this is going to
5: be the catalyst, though, for change. Because, again, to pin home the biggest point, it was a Duke player. It was their biggest star. Mm-hmm. It was their best player. And some are going to say, well, that's completely unfortunate. Again, it should have been happening years ago. But this is probably what the sport needed to happen. You know, I hate to say that, but that program, do you think if Coach K was still coaching today? If he was still the head man at Duke? Do you think he would have been civil about this after
4: the game? No. What? And and people would have been taking notice oh, from sure. coast to coast. Right. Well, F- Flip had no chance, though. Where's he going to run to? No, Where's he going to go? It's a total mob scene right away. Right. They came out. And then the other thing is, uh, well, one time he did it and uh, uh, Roy Williams did it. They pulled the guys, pulled his team off the floor early because he knew what was going to happen. But the whole thing's nonsense. And it's, I, the, the word was used, uh, I think it was Gary Parrish, who was excellent on CBS College Sports. It's, a, it's an addiction that people have. And it's got to stop. It's, you you, don't, you have you have you do not belong on the floor. No, no. And they no know, one belongs on the floor than the players. They know they're
5: going to be on TV after the game's over with, and it's going to be you know they want to be part of the whole fun that's happening right in front of them. So that's it's not going to stop unless the sport does something about it. Obviously, a little bit more on this. Here's Clark Kellogg on CBS.
4: Shut it down. I don't think you can have a middle ground. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to play both sides against the middle. The players and coaches need to get off the court, and if you want to have a post court storm a minute and a half after the game, then you can do that. But the players and coaches, officials have to be given room to get off the courts.
5: Kellogg, very opinionated, along with uh, many others as well. Dallin Cuff on the program at about 90 minutes. Jay Billis a little bit later on as well on court storming and other goings-on in college basketball. The marquee game of the weekend, I thought, was probably Kentucky and Alabama. Lived up to the hype. Man. Yeah, the, I mean, it was super entertaining. Kentucky did lead by 30 at one point in that game. And uh, the highest in-play total I saw was 215.5. If they played again Wednesday and they made the total
4: 180, you're going to go under? Nope. Nope, neither am I. I take Kentucky, too. It's a bad matchup for Alabama. <laughs> it seems that Kentucky's at their best when they play that tempo. Don't you agree?
5: Uh, absolutely. And, I, I mean, if you've heard this show at all in the past, maybe today's your first day listening. I have several bets on Kentucky to win the national championship. I added 40-1 to 1 after they lost to LSU. And somehow, way, there was still a 30-to-1 out there after they beat Alabama. I grabbed more of that. I think I have nine bets on Kentucky now. I'll do the math on that this week to figure out how much uh, I have spent so far on Kentucky, what I have down, and what I can win so I can be fully transparent on that. Um, they are right now at Ken Palm, the number 18 team in the country. Torvik has them number 17. Steve Mackin and his power ratings are available as well at vcin.com. He has a number 14. I want you just to don't even look at any numbers right now. I, when you wa- and this is not eyeball test. Just but when you pay attention to these teams and watch these teams go out with their A game. The team like that can play to the highest power rating, there is absolutely no way no how 8, 10, 12, I would even say five teams have a better power rating or a higher A game than Kentucky. They just don't. I mean, I'm looking at one mock draft right now. Take that for what it's worth. NBADraft.net has seven players for Kentucky getting drafted in the top 40. I think there's a chance where they could have six players go in the first round. Now, it comes down to whether or not Calipari can figure this team out. And uh, we saw Big Z again. He's so good. Why was he not playing before the game against Alabama? Uh, Why is DJ Wagner even on the court? And he might be a first-round pick. And if Edwards plays like that, who is a five-star kid, you have Dillingham, who might be the first pick in the draft, Reed Shepard, who's probably top 10. And Edwards playing like that, along with a bunch of big guys, and Mitchell's been out, and they can go Thierro as well. I, they're, they're absurd, and they're going to be a four seed probably. And, they, you know, the one is going to be, you're looking at Purdue, Houston, um, as maybe the one seed. I, I just, they are, the, the problem to me, as I've said, though, the entire year in college basketball it does, it's not that they're brand new again this year. It's that the coach is the same guy. It's Calipari, and that's the guy that I can't trust. Yep. That's my only problem with the team. Other than that, they are—they're loaded. There isn't a team in college basketball with more talent than Kentucky. They're so good. But here's the deal: they have eight losses. They play tomorrow night at Miss State. They'll probably be a small dog in that game. They could easily lose that. They could have ten losses by the SEC uh, tournament. They might have eleven losses going into the tournament.
4: I want no part of that guy come march. I want I want the better coach every single time and, and when they're playing, you know, he he's had some horrible losses on his resume as well. The other thing I couldn't believe is is you're seeing Alabama in the three four range, uh-huh. which with a nineteen and eight record, although they're in a good league and they're playing well, I can't I, I think that's way too aggressive. But they are fantastic uh watch and I hope they make a deep run based on this uh chaos that they play and mm-hmm. this uh crazy tempo. So I, I'm shocked at the three or the four seed, but we'll see how they close, and they got a big game with Tennessee coming up. And oh, by the way, at DraftKings, Arizona's down to like a $1.50 to get a one seed. Yeah. So the door's open for Tennessee here to grab another one.
5: Uh, I did bet a team to get a one seed over the weekend. It wasn't either one of those that you mentioned. I'll tell you who it was coming up a little bit later on in the program. I think there's a path for another team to steal that fourth one seed. Tennessee's schedule is, mm. I mean, a complete meat grinder down the stretch. Up next, weekend reaction to the NBA. It's a very small sample size. It's been impressive, but I need at least two more weeks to buy in. I'll tell you why and which team next.
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Put the v experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a V-CIN Pro subscription. Sign up today. Get your first year for only $199. Use promo code F-T-M. Beeson Pro Access, everything we do through the, for the entire year. Daily best bets with the leaderboard, who has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game. Premium analysis, betting systems, the March Madness betting guide. Promo code FTM. First year, 199beeson.com slash subscribe.
5: Very strong card yesterday in the association as well, Paulie. I'm watching a lot of that Nuggets Warriors game last night. I failed to realize this going into that game. I didn't have a bet on it, but denver now has won seven straight against golden state and have taken 10 out of the last wow. 11. file I, file that away for a potential yeah. matchup
4: in the playoffs mm. denver owns this team right now i had golden state and they were up 16 and then uh, joker went to work and they take them out no problem hell of a second half and a great performance well you must be throwing denver. things at curry he's yeah. one of 10 from downtown <laughs> yes right that's how it goes sometimes yeah. right sure but uh, it's it's maddening We you know we talked about it yet last week um and now i see your sons are like plus 340 now with DraftKings to miss the playoffs Every single night, there's going to be a big shakeup in the Western Conference standings based on what happens, and teams can go, the seating's going to change, and in and out playing, in in the playoffs, all that stuff is going to change game to game, and and definitely week to week. You saw that last night, the Clippers got blown up by the Kings late night, last night. Yep. No Paul George in that game. Yep. They were only a four-point favorite in that game. I don't know why, after the All-Star break, he missed, but uh, they certainly haven't recovered. Since that awesome Grammy road trip, when they only lost one game, and that was a close one at Cleveland, so they certainly are appearing or playing like they don't want the one seed. You know, that's definitely cause for concern because they they went to Boston and blew them out. They were playing so well, came home, routed by Minnesota. Went to OKC, blown out, blown out last night by Sacramento. So should win the division, huge favorites, but it looks like they're going to be stuck in that three-four seat. Kind of does, yep. Uh, By the way, the the Nuggets with that win now,
5: they're a a game-and-a-half pack of Minnesota and OKC. OKC now the shortest shot on the board to get the one seed at DraftKings. They're plus 170. Wolves plus 215. Nuggets are around plus 270, I believe, at last check. Uh, With the way that Joker's playing now after the All-Star break, it it appears as if he's on a mission of mercy. But also, OKC has done a great job this year against teams. That will matter in the tiebreaker. They were 3-1 against Denver overall this year. Yep.
4: Yep. Also... Yeah, the, the, the all the time. Yeah, they, they have it against the Clippers, and uh, I think they split with Minnesota. They did, yep. Right, and that's why that Dallas win was so big Thursday, because Dallas has the tiebreaker over Phoenix now with that win on TNT. Yep. As for the Eastern Conference, the Bucks have uh, looked
5: pretty good since the All-Star break under Doc Rivers. They took care of Minnesota on the road on Friday night. They won that game by five. There were... Uh, Small dog in that game on the road. They bounced back yesterday with a huge win. Completely controlled Philadelphia. Uh, and they were a small favorite in that game. And they won and they covered no problem. But I can't buy in completely with the Bucs at this point. It's only been two games. And I know that by the end of this week, I believe people are going to... You're going to hear a bunch of people say, it's Now, here we go. This is the real Bucks team. Doc figured it out because here's what they're looking at this week. They play Charlotte, although Charlotte's playing good basketball right now. They play at Charlotte then. So it's it's not a back-to-back, but it's Tuesday, Thursday against that team twice. And then they play Chicago on Friday, which is a back-to-back. Here's your big boy, though, starting one week from tonight with the Bucs. And this is one of the reasons why you bet the Cavaliers to win that division many weeks ago. It's because the, the Bucks remaining SOS starting one week from t- uh, tonight, Paul. They get the Clippers. Then it's a road trip at Golden State, at the Lakers, at the Clippers, at the Kings. They come back home for Sixers and the Suns. Then they go play at the Celtics, and they have Brooklyn. That's the only – that's the good news there. It's the only back-to-back the entire stretch. But that is a complete gauntlet over the next two weeks. And then then talk to me, right? Yeah. As we get to the middle or latter part of March,
4: then I want to know what the Bucs are going to look like. No, they have a lot of talent, and that was a big win at Minnesota. I don't care about beating Philly. They're a total mess right now. They are, yeah. But that's – so do better job defensively. There was a 10-point move in the total on that game yesterday uh, that lost – because it stayed under so good good response after the debacle uh to close the first half against memphis first half of the season going into the all-star break so better job defensively two wins now but the also thing that's helping them out is uh cleveland hasn't been right now mitchell had the flu apparently everyone does but mitchell had the flu so that hurt them but then they went through the motions and were down six in the fourth quarter against washington before pulling away so this Cleveland team that was playing so well and won 117 of 18 is now going through a bit of a funk. So yep. there's going to be peaks and valleys. It's a long season, but uh, certainly you, you saw the uh, Cleveland as high as 360 to win the division. Now that's come down because you, right. And many people have said it. I mean, you're going to you're going to hear a lot from Milwaukee, and they're going to be a tough outcome playoff time. Yep. But if they if they play like they have been the last two games, that will be true. I'm looking right now. First
5: of all, the standings in the Eastern Conference again. Philadelphia is currently the five seed. Right, their overall record is thirty-three and twenty-four.
4: They have no chance without Embiid. None. No, none.
5: Zero. So right now, to participate in the Eastern Conference Play-In Tournament, again, you have to be the seven, eight, the nine, or the ten. They're the five seed right now. The Sixers are minus three dollars to be in the Play-In. You have to put down three hundred to get back to win a hundred.
4: Juice. They got to drop two more. St- right wow but well, who knows when he's coming back right. but if he continue if he doesn't come back till maybe early april forget it i mean and, when, he, and when oh, he by the way paul how, how
5: many teams would you have right now for this team to win in a play in game
4: yeah without him and here that was a great win by indiana yesterday so he gets hurt they lose against the Pacers, Denver. They go to Portland and lose. They lose at Golden State. They won at Utah. That's the game Maxi had fifty-one and was Superman, and they only won by three. Lost at home to the god awful Nets and allowed one hundred and thirty-six points in February. They beat Cleveland without Mitchell. Beat the U- Beat Utah. I mentioned the Maxi game with fifty-one. Beat Washington, and then the fluke somehow won. At Cleveland, is a 10-point dog. They have one game left in February. Those are the only wins they have this month. That's how bad they are right now. They can't get any stops, and they're not going to do anything playoff time without this guy.
5: Yep. And, oh, by the way, is this juicy enough to take a, under that scenario again? Because they're a huge favorite, as I just mentioned, to be in the play-in tournament. Then that means you have to win a one-off. Yeah. Right? They To miss the
4: playoffs right now, the 76ers... Are plus three ninety. Not bad, because I, I think they'll lose to Miami, and the Bulls are hot too. The uh, Bulls would beat them. So this is a. I inter- don't think they're beating Orlando. It, it might be right. This is an interesting way to attack this, and I think of a couple of viewers who chimed in on the Phoenix discussion had it right. Now DraftKings has to put it back up, and that is exact seed that's available, and that's a good way where you can lock in a nice profit. The guy did it on Phoenix. He was betting eight, nine, and ten seed. Because They have really big prices, yeah. Yeah, because they have the most difficult schedule left. And whoop de doo they beat the Lakers. Uh, they were up, the Lakers came out flat, and then they uh, held on for dear life. But that's the way you could attack this as well. We just need DraftKings to put it back up, where they just go every single seed. Mm-hmm. And that's, you can take to, like, both, yeah, Phoenix and the Sixers, both to miss. And then you could also bet exact seed, too, where if you happen to be the 8 or the 9, or if you're the 9 and you lose, your season's over. If you're the eight you lose you still get another chance or if you win you're in but you can maneuver at that point yep. and you're getting those are big big prices as you said you mentioned in
5: the first segment today that you can't get involved on kentucky uh, kentucky futures because of john calipari this is the first year that i can recall ever being involved with 76ers futures I, I i think this is going to be a one-off for me because uh not only because of their history i thought this this year the way that they were playing i bought in probably after the first i don't know a few weeks of the season Eastern Conference and some exact matchups, um, like against Minnesota and other teams in the NBA Finals, at huge numbers. I thought Nick Nurse was going to come in, and if Embiid coming off the MVP year. But that guy is just like, uh, the injury here, I'm
4: very sour about this 76ers team. Well, even if he's healthy in the regular season, something will happen in playoff time. That's exactly just right. Like so last, that's, he's going to miss playoff games, too. Yeah,
5: it's a bad one-two combo. Mm-hmm. Either he's going to miss games, or it doesn't matter if he does. They're going to lose
4: somehow in a fashion that they should not. And their history—they can't make it to a conference final. It's another one. Uh, That's man, the other that thing blows. that would concern me if I have futures on Minnesota and uh, OKC. More so, Minnesota with their with their history. Yeah, but I will, I would say,
5: I mean, adding another team into the mix like that, this should be the Celtics Invitational. But based <laughs> yeah. on what they've done before, I mean, they just—they threw up all over themselves last year. No way, no how that she... Forget about losing to the Heat. Down 3-0 to Miami? Before you had to c- come back and fight life and death just to claw back into that yeah. series? that still have been
4: there. That still might be the Knicks. It still might be the team that's going to give them their biggest challenge. Maybe. But the Knicks just... i got to see Randall's health and they got to get right. you got to know what's going to happen with Randall here. But if they can get Randall and OG and all these guys back with the Bogdanovich trade and getting uh, Burks and... And the way Brunson's playing at MVP level, they might be the toughest out. You, you, I knew that would happen Saturday. I talked about that on the air. I wanted the Celtics. It's just there's too many injuries right now for the Knicks, and they can't compete against Boston. Yep, yep. Let's
5: follow the money here on VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network, by the way, very small card tonight uh, in the association. We'll touch on that coming up here a little bit later on. But up next, we'll go over NFL free agency and the best team Fits for some of the top 50 players available. You'll hear the case for a couple of long shots up next. I'm talking in the 25 to one range or higher. That's, uh, that's next here on Follow the Money.
4: Baseball's back, and what better way to hit off the Grapefruit and Cactus Leagues than the VEASAN's free MLB betting primer. How to bet on spring training and World Series futures analysis. Basic baseball betting advice for those new to betting MLB. Plus, uh, how to use analytics and sabermetrics. Bet smarter this year. Download the MLB betting primer, VEASAN.com guide, VEASAN.com slash guide. Great tweet from Bill Hooker. Shouldn't storm the floor when you're favored. No kidding. That's a good one as well. uh, Wake Forest was favored in that game. Um, Selfishly speaking, I will admit that this is some sad
5: news, but I can understand why the guy made this decision. He has been, in my opinion, the best mainstream NFL writer for decades, and nobody is a close second. In fact, I don't even know who else to read other than this guy. Peter King announced late last night slash this morning that he is uh, retiring from writing his weekly NFL column.
4: Yep. Well, He's... he'll be missed. Oh, boy. A... I look forward. I, I loved reading that Sunday night, Monday morning. In ter- this is what I don't understand. Is it's that... funny to say that. He uh he he went in his column about, okay, well, here's guys you can recommend. I recommend you check out now with my retirement. Yeah. It was good. I shall do
5: that then. Because... Albert
4: Breer, uh, Ben Solak, and I forget the other guy he put on there. But he did that in today's column. Well, here's what's fascinating to me. In a sport that has been so
5: incredibly popular for as long as anybody can remember, how are there so few good football writers? Like mainstream football. I'm not talking about betting stuff. I'm talking about guys who get it, cover the sport. He has been with a bullet, the best in the business for two plus decades now. Easily. Easily. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand that. Um, But anyway, this this is the part that I do get is that he came up with four reasons why he called it quits. Number one, it's time. And this is, uh, what are you going to say to a guy when he writes this? As most of you know, I've mostly moved away from the day-to-day minutia of covering the league, coaching searches, free agency, the lead-up to the draft. It's important, obviously. And last year I started noticing how much of it I simply did not care about. I had to force myself to be interested in things other than training camp and the games, and that's no way to do the job. He asked Andy Reid after the Super Bowl win over Philadelphia last year, year, are you retiring? His response, are you? (laughs) King said he didn't know what to say because he was thinking about it for a long time. That's, I mean, if he can't, if he doesn't like it anymore, then there's no reason to say, what are you doing, man? But boy, oh boy, that, uh,
4: I loved reading his column for as long as I can remember every single Monday. There was a a great nugget in there too at the end that he thinks the Bears could trade the number one pick. Huge haul in return. That would really shake things up.
5: The commanders break the bank yeah. in terms of overall picks. Hmm. Okay, this is uh, from ESPN, and you can find odds on this when you shop around. Landing spots for free agents this year. Matt Bowen wrote about this in ESPN. His thoughts on where some of these guys, the top 50 players in free agency might end up. Number one was Kirk Cousins. He has him going to Atlanta, and the Falcons are 2-1. to one to sign Kirk Cousins if he leaves Minnesota. And he, he wrote that the Vikings should be in the mix to re-sign him. But I think he fits really well with Atlanta under new offensive coordinator Zach Robinson, who worked under Sean McVay in Los Angeles. Doesn't this feel to you, Paulie? Because there's another guy on this list down a little bit. Daniel Hunter. He has him going to the Rams. If If this is a possibility, doesn't it feel to you like the Vikings might be tearing this thing down? Like total rebuild, we're talking.
4: Yeah, it looks like um, Jefferson's gone too. Oh, yep, he's what, gonna. He, what, he wants a lot of money, and they're not. they going to refuse to do it. I can see they it coming. What thinking? Yep. Only maybe the best weapon in the entire league. Yeah, it takes money to sign those uh, guys. I love the fit Cousins do at Atlanta. So do I. I don't know what's gonna what the Bears are going to do when that that's going to hold things up. About what happens to Fields, who knows? Maybe they they. Somehow, uh, people are throwing out there they keep fields and take a quarterback. I yeah. don't, I think that's lunacy. But I would love cousins to Atlanta or cousins to the Raiders. But I think Atlanta is definitely a playoff team and going to win that division if they get a good quarterback. So, Bob Average. Yep, he has T. Higgins
5: staying in Cincinnati. He has Mike Evans going to the Panthers. You can find that combo at seven to one. Now he wrote uh, about Evans saying he could follow Panthers coach Dave Canales to Carolina after he had 1,255 receiving yards and a league-leading 13 touchdowns in the same offensive system last season in Tampa Bay. Evans is still playing at an extremely high level, and he would be an immediate and needed upgrade for Panthers quarterback Bryce Young as a multiple-level target with red zone upside. I would hate that idea for Evans to go to Carolina. I get it. That team has to have somebody to help out Bryce Young. I, I do not like that whatsoever. But it's seven to one, and maybe he's right with that. He has Baker staying in Tampa. He has Michael Pittman staying in Indy, and he wrote about how Saquon Barkley to Houston is where he sees that happening, and that seems to be a very common narrative that Barkley could go to the Texans. That is four to one to happen.
4: How about this? I th- I would like some of these wide receivers to go there and team up with Stroud. Yeah, or they might just say we're good and and. We have so much young talent. We don't uh, we don't need a veteran guy, but I think that'd be a good fit. Matt Bowen, ESPN, has Josh
5: Jacobs going to Dallas. That number is currently eight to one, and he wrote with the exception, uh, Tony Pollard does not return to Dallas. The Cowboys could pivot to Jacobs. He has been a volume grinder for the Raiders with the low pad level to finish runs, and the quickness to make defenders miss. Jacobs, who led the NFL in rushing in 2022 could also be utilized as a receiving option for Dak Prescott on swings, screens, and unders. If they lose Tony Pollard, and we'll tell you about that coming up in a second, Jerry Jones will not allow an offseason to go without getting a decent name back in. So he will do what it takes. Matt Bowen says, Tony Pollard makes sense to Washington. The reason why? Antonio Gibson is headed, uh, headed to free agency. The commanders could still target someone like Pollard on a short-term deal to create a backfield rotation with Brian Robinson. And uh, he points out that Pollard could go there and basically be the main passing target out of the backfield along with splitting carries with Robinson. That's 33-1 to right now, by the way. Pollard to the commanders. All right. And another long shot that I could see happening, he wrote about Austin Eckler on the move to Kansas City. And uh, Matt Bowen said that with Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Jarek McKinnon headed uh, headed to free agency, the Chiefs could sign Eckler on a short-term deal to work in rotation with Isaiah Pacheco. He would give coach Andy Reid a pass game threat out of the 21 personnel with the ability to flex from the backfield. Eckler caught 51 passes last year with the Chargers and has 440 receptions in his career. Re-signing with the Chargers or joining the Raiders would also be good fits but Eckler to KC is 25-1. to 1. And I feel like the Chiefs are going to be players this year in free agency one way or the other. And it does make sense for them to be involved with a skilled guy on offense.
4: The ranking has him 49 out of 50, yeah. which he's a good player, but he hasn't been healthy the last couple of years. Uh, that's the big if. The other one, too, is what does Denver decide to do with Wilson? And it was a good article on ESPN.com that they could keep him, trade up in the draft – Go with, like, Minshew or Darnold. No. Uh, go, keep Stidham or draft and, t- and take a wait-and-see approach. I, I've seen mock drafts now with uh, McCarthy, J.J.
5: McCarthy, quarterback from Mission, G- going to Denver at number 12. I cannot wait to see odds on McCarthy to be a first-round pick and his overall draft position.
4: Are we sure that this isn't no. a bunch of smoke from well, I, teams across the league? I'd rather have Minshew than uh, McCarthy. I don't understand where the Darnold thing's coming from. <laughs> this. He's, he's been awful his whole career. Right. What are we doing here? Come on. So the, the odds on Russell Wilson, this is at DraftKings,
5: by the way, where he's going to take his next snap. If it's, uh, well, this is any team, regardless. Broncos are 7-1. to one. The Steelers have now been bumped up to minus 225. Yep. So I, you know, we we said this before. I like the idea of Russ going to Pittsburgh. I like the idea of him going to the Raiders. Uh, the Falcons wouldn't be bad. on On top of that, but also, I, if the Vikings lose Cousins, do they completely punt on quarterback? Yes, they will. They will. Yes. Then just rebuild, try to get somebody in the draft because yeah. Russ is ten to one to go to the Vikings.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I don't think that that team. Would it make sense for them to say, bye-bye, Kirk, we're going to sign Russell
4: Wilson? Well, that's another thing we, we didn't get into when we talked about the Patriots on Friday's show. You also could uh, go next year. You know, whether you want to attack it in free agency, or you it's not a great class, but you also could take a quarterback next year's draft if you want to look at it that way. But, you know, maybe they want to do that, too. But also, Wilson, I think, is make, making it known that he'll, he'll play on the cheap. Yeah. So that's why... Uh, well, that's why he makes so much sense with some of these teams, right? Because the Broncos are going
5: to be paying a salary, whatever they have left on that. What is it, eighty million dead cap hit the yeah. next two years to him? Tons of cash, mm-hmm. so he can sign on the cheap and make sense to go to one of these teams and, you know, maybe be a contender right away. I mean, are the Falcons really a contender? Well, if the right quarterback, I would say yeah, they're yes. going to be the the you know the favorite to win that division, like you said moments mm-hmm. ago. A lot of uh, intriguing teams though with what they're going to do at quarterback. All those teams we just talked about. And then do the commanders just is, are they going to attack it in the draft? Are they going to trade up? Maybe Peter Kings on to something there with the Bears trading number one overall. Paulie's going to recap the weekend betting action with a ton of upsets, by the way, in winsome, lose some coming up next year on Veasan.
1: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser!
0: You're a loser! Holly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Winsome, Bluesome.
4: Plenty of upsets Saturday in college basketball. The biggest one, Air Force, 12 to 1 on the money line. Horrible loss at home by New Mexico. 17 point favorite, now squarely on the bubble with that performance. Eastern Michigan plus 450. Georgia Tech plus 350. Abilene Christian plus 330. Grand Valley or Grand Canyon loses again. Yeah, and now they have to win their conference tournament. Yeah. Damn. It's hard to win our road games in conference. I mean, I'll just show you. Texas San Antonio plus 750. Oregon State plus 450. Brown 5 to 1. American 6 to 1. They upset Colgate yesterday. Liverpool Chelsea draw plus 270. Garibou Cup final. Uh, they won in extra time. Premier League. Fulham, 5-1. Second win at Old Trafford since 1963. Scored in the 97th minute to beat Man U. Everton draw, plus 230. Millwall, plus 625. Plymouth, plus 540. Stockport County draw, plus 350. These are all lower leagues. UFC. Torres, sub, 7-1. to Roval. Roval, decision, plus 750. Barcelos. Round three, nine to one. Ortega, round three, 13 to one. Golf, Mexican Open, Jake Knapp, 40 to one. He was working as a security guard in a nightclub two years ago. Now he gets the $1 million payday and he's going to the Masters. What a story. And the big tickets continue to cash. Friday night, Wembenyama, the 15th player in NBA history to have a five by five game. 27 points, 10 rebounds. Eight assists, five blocks, five steals. First guy to do it since Jamal Tinsley. Subscribe, be part of the team, vison.com our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. Our guy, Tim, did it again. He was at a bar in California. He's playing $10 denomination. He gets aces and a kicker. Paid $40,000. I believe it's triple-double, if I can see the screen. Yeah, it was unbelievable run for this guy he's the one who keeps hitting the Royals and he's a 49er fan and he's always got the little uh toy there to help him out which is good luck hey whatever works sure and then he walked over and tried slots and I think won another eight thousand dollars I guess he's on the team now right Dave Portnoy and the guys at Barstool he rescued a dog Miss Peaches now look at this move by the dog Miss Peaches oh I, I stuck the remote control I brought it out in the front yard right uh can you rub my belly Look at this move. Like she knows she made a mistake, but she's like, Yeah, "I'm sorry. Can we call it good? How about a belly rub, huh? Look at the color on that dog. Yeah. Wow. Great. Is that beautiful? Yeah. This she's thing brown, was brown, white, black, a little bit of everything. This thing was available. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Right. She also stole his wallet uh, earlier in the day, and uh, all his credit cards were all over the place as well, and she chewed it up. So, <laughs> great looking pup. But look at that taken. Iris, the husky, used to do that. When I was with the ex, she would take the remote control and take it out in the backyard and take shoes and all this as well. But this is the Miss Peaches getting on the fun. Look at this. I love this video. Okay, rub my belly. I know I took the remote control. Let's call it good. Excellent. Now, look at this. This husky will not get out of bed. The owner says, come on, let's go. Leave the boy alone. And he goes, no, I'm not doing it. So he puts the covers over the dog. And then the dog brings it in. Taking a look at the uh, child and then falls asleep right next to him. Got an eye on it the whole time. Who knows? Maybe the kid was sick. Huskies are so smart. Like I put the, uh, I retweeted the grieving Husky at the tombstone. But uh, well, These are smart dogs. Fantastic dogs. Excellent video. Lose some. How about this, Mitch? See what happened Saturday? Florida State fouled down 10 with three seconds left. They were down four with 13 seconds left in the lead Eight game years ago. And Leonard Hamilton said the game was over. Why are you questioning? Why? Yeah. They also fouled uh, down, what was it, 9 with 13 seconds? Did that impact the spread? Yes, it Or the, did. the total at all? There was the, Clemson, it was a big free throw. Uh, yep. Uh, How about boy. that? Yep. You fouled down 10 with 3 seconds, but you won't do it in the Elite 8 game down 4. No. Alabama-Kentucky, 179 down to 176. No chance. 117-95. to 95. Bucks Sixers over. 225 up to 235. A 10-point move. 119 to 98. The Warriors plus two and off the favorite, routed at home against Denver. And Peter King, lose some for football fans, calling it quits. One lose some tweet here. Darren Revell, that's a lose win, win some and a lose some. This is great. A card dealer to the Fort Lauderdale News in 1980. When a mint 1952 Mickey Mantle sold for $3,000, quote, that has to be taken with a grain of salt. A few dealers would pay that, but that's all. It's inflated. Last night, a 1952 Mickey Mantle Tops near mint sold for $2.37 How many did your dad have? He had three when he went into the military. Yeah got home, disappeared
5: got home and uh oh yeah my, by the way i've talked to my mom about this before when i brought it up on the air many years ago sure, sure. and my brother they they know who took it too oh really yeah they're convinced they all know who of took them it. all of his cards including three mickey mantle rookies yeah dad was a huge diehard yankees fan
4: 2.37 million near mint 8.5 grade not not 10 think about that how many people in our audience had that card I'm going to put it in the spokes of my bicycle wheel sure. or, you know, how many, how oh, I went off to war. I went to college. Grandma took them out of my mom, threw them away. Oh, my God.
5: How many Mickey Mantle rookie cards have been, just been lost over the years? Sure. Absolutely. How, however, whichever way, you know, people treated their baseball cards many right. years ago. An act of God that you would have
4: a card in that condition. Oh, no after kidding. After all these years. This week, DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can deposit $5, get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the app. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. This is pretty solid. Good observation from Bill in Ontario.
5: He reached out via email. It's FTM at ftmadveasan.com. Paul, he pointed out NBA unders yesterday.
4: Uh, 10-0-1. 11-0. Well, okay, it w- depends on how you grade it, but yeah, either 10 0 one or 11-0. Yep. He's
5: asking if it's a new trend, teams playing at least a little bit of defense heading into the playoffs. You know, at some point under Doc Rivers, that's why I, was, I didn't, that, that game went up 10, 10-point 10 move on the spread, uh, total yesterday, Bucks and 76ers. At some point, that team was going to start playing defense. It just It's a natural occurrence, mm-hmm. right? They were so bad. In fact, they were embarrassed by it many, many times. They, I mean, just the coaching change now midseason, just for a team that was, what, 30-13 and 13 at that time. Yeah. One of the favorites to win the whole thing again. But the defensive numbers for a team that had been so good defensively for many, many years, now for that to completely flip this year, again, you thought it could at some point go back, and it's just a matter of time when you need to find that and, you know, realize when the market is wrong on this team or so maybe a little bit too high and buying getting ahead of it. That game against the T-Wolves – that did not have a super high total. That stayed under the other night. Yesterday, no chance of going over. So now something to monitor, I th- would think, this
4: week moving forward. Now with the Bucks, for sure. I want to see what happens to Atlanta with Trey Young out. Do they become an under team? Because you can't play Young and Murray at the same time. They're so atrocious defensively, but also what Young means to them offensively. So uh, that that was a uh, that stayed under. Yes, obviously stayed under. But that was uh, got down to like 197 in play yesterday against Orlando. Well, How about this? So yeah. that'll be something to watch because he might be out a month, and that was 109.92. at Atlanta. They, also, they actually might take off and win games as I was,
5: well. That was my next question to you is, do you think maybe other than the total, looking at this team to be more competitive? I mean, they've been the worst team against the spread the entire year in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Does that maybe flip? Do they actually start winning more games without him? And if so, what does it tell you about the guy moving forward? They had that one magical run in the playoffs a couple years ago, and
4: that's pretty much been it. They've been the same team pretty much his entire career. A lot of internet conjecture. He could be a Laker next year. Who knows? Lakers now would have three number one picks to give up, right. and they could get a big-time star, but certainly Atlanta's going to have to do something. I mean, you you can't be you, with back-to-back years in the play-in game. Unacceptable. No, I don't disagree. Yep. I, to answer Bill's question, I say No. I think it was, I think was a one-night deal, uh, with the totals. Yeah,
5: I think it's it's not something to like buy in overall, but I think there are certainly teams to monitor. Like the Bucks would be one of them. Another one, yep. I mean, Charlotte. How about that? Against Golden State the other night, that game was what ninety-seven, eighty-four. Between those two teams, if that game's played a month ago, I don't know how that stays under by that many points. That was a game that would have been flying over probably not that long ago, and now boom, flips. Yep. And uh, they were a dog last night at Portland. That game, again, they gave up 80 points in today's NBA.
4: Then Some of these totals are sky high, though, as well. I mean, you had a 252 in that Pacer game yesterday. Yep. yep. All right, let's so follow the money here on VSIN,
5: the Sports Betting Network. First hour of the show on the DraftKings Network. We move forward here. Coming up next, do you concur? A team doesn't deserve an at large bid. If they cannot accomplish this one small feat, we'll run it down for you. Coming up next on Follow the Money, it's Visa, the sports Betting Network.
1: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.